1: hello and welcome to the villain was right the podcast where we look at movies and tv from the villain's perspective and dare to ask were they really all that bad i'm your host rebecca reeds
0: and i'm your host craig Faye.
1: and this week we are doing our audience choice which is down with love down with love <laughs>
0: yeah that's right uh, I I had seen this movie before uh, and I'd forgotten a lot about it what what was your initial impression of this movie
1: um I think my initial impression was what <laughs> over <laughs> and over again uh, there's this movie definitely has some charm to it like there's moments where I'm like okay like I get what we're doing. But there's other moments where you're like, oh man, I like I just got hit by a truck. Like I just, I didn't even, I I, I didn't see that coming. I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, yeah, it's it's fun, but it's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is fun and it's weird. I think that's why it's not more popular than it is. Like, uh, but I actually thoroughly enjoy it. Like it's it's very much a reference to a specific type of movie. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of over the top. It's ridiculous, but it's also like, I don't know, fun. It's like, it, it's fun all the way through is how I found it.
1: I found this movie, this entire movie is like the first 30 seconds before they break out into song in a musical. Like that's the tone of every single one of these scenes is just like bump 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 bump. Like it's almost there. Like it's so close. Yes. Every scene, I just think they're gonna break out into song.
0: It's musical blue balls, is what you're saying.
1: Yes. No. That's exactly how I felt the entire movie. And I am not somebody that's like, please sing. But for some reason, while I was watching this movie, I was like, could somebody just just belt a tune at a moment for the love of God? Well, then at the very
0: end, like over the credits, they start singing. So there you yes. go. Yeah. Yes, like that the was.
1: Thing is <laughs> I was like, "You have got. You guys have finally given me what I wanted, <laughs> and I Billy. didn't even want to want it, but you made me want it. <laughs> God damn it!"
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this was our audience choice. Um, as we always like to say, you guys always surprise us. Our patrons always surprise us with uh, what we think is gonna be up. But basically, I guess um, trying to describe the plot of this is both pretty simple and pretty complicated at the same time. So basically it is uh, Barbara Novak, played by Renee Zellweger, right, is basically writes this book called Down With Love, which is all about, like, women don't need men. 1960s, I should say. I think 62 or 63 or something in that, right? Yeah. It being in the 60s is very important. Um, And uh, it becomes an international bestseller, but this, like, kind of men's magazine, man's man, man about town, ladies, man catcher block, like blows her off for an interview and then decides after it's popular that he wants to like see her and prove that like she actually wants to fall in love and isn't the, the basically expose her as a fraud because she does want to fall in love. And so it's kind of like this, he pretends to be an astronaut because she's never met him. Uh, And they kind of are like flirting and falling in love and going on dates and things like that. And he's pretending to be someone else. And then at the very end, this is the bonkers part. And this this is the the part
1: that broke my brain. I was like, what did you just say? And very intentionally,
0: like, like nothing in this movie is because it's done poorly. It's because it was very intentional. So it turns out that Barbara Novak Mm. isn't really Barbara Novak. And she's his former secretary that he doesn't remember who basically remade herself in order to win him over and become the kind of woman that she is. And then they don't get together because she realizes that she is now this, you know, feminist, like, women first guy and doesn't want him. And then he changes and become, gets with her. And it's like, then they sing a song at the end.
1: Like, did I miss? Like, And <laughs> they sing a song. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what happens there's so many i get whiplash i got I, I felt like i was getting whiplash in the last like 10 minutes of this film because it was like wait but i knew you were gonna do that so then i did this we're playing chess motherfucker you didn't even realize <laughs> you thought this was checkers the whole time
0: Yes. Yes. This is, that's actually a great tagline for this movie is you thought we were playing checkers and then it turns out we're playing like super 3D chess. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: yeah. Not even, not even 1D. We're going, we're going big. We're getting levels on this. Twist, twist, twist. Yeah. Um, who do you peg as the villain of this movie?
0: So I, I was thinking about this and like, it's really tough. I think, I think Ewan McGregor's character, I think Catcher Block is sort of intended to be the victim, uh, not the victim. Sorry, the intended to be the villain. He's the guy who's like show, like doesn't show up for her and like dismisses her outright. But like, it is a very tough proposition in this type of movie because you're like, I, I guess my point is. <laughs> Like, who's the victim? Like, who ends up being the ultimate victim of the most deception and whatnot in this?
1: Literally everyone around these people.
0: Exactly. So,
1: it's, <laughs> to me, it's basically like watching a super villain couple getting together. It's like, just watch these two people that deserve each other get together. They're bad people. Both you, of them. You peg them both as bad people? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And here's why they're right. Here's why these two villains are right is because they deserve each other. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) they're right because they belong together. And I know I don't say this a lot on this podcast. Okay, because normally the best option is neither none of these people separate get some help, whatever. I don't think there's helping in these in this situation. These people are these people get them together get them out of society. Somebody put rings on these people's (laughs) fingers and get it done because my God, no one else should be subject to this kind of torture.
0: Yeah. It's so, I mean, it's very interesting because I think watching this movie, the the thing that changes all of it was the twist, the the big reveal that Barbara is not in fact, Barbara, right? Oh yeah.
1: Because it would be really hard. You know, what's funny I wasn't trusting our audience choice. I wasn't. I was yep. watching this movie and we got about 80% of the way through and I was like, these motherfuckers. Oh, 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 they're trying to, they're trying to do something right now. They're trying to make it difficult. No, no, you guys are correct. This movie flips <laughs> so hard in the last 20% of it that I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. Let's argue this for sure. These two people are nightmares that deserve each other. Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And- and I was having the same problem because like as you're going through it, you know, we kind of watch it in a specific way where you're like, okay, I think clearly through most of the movie, Ewan McGregor is the bad guy, right? So he's not only is he a guy who, um, sort of your your typical 1960s sexist uh playboy, right? Yeah. Where he's like, he's going around, he's sleeping with all these women, he flies in on a NASA helicopter at the beginning, which I thought was So fucking funny. Like just filled with, it's a NASA helicopter filled with beautiful women. I'm like, Oh, we know who you are right away. Um, but through all of it, there's this like villainy of him not being interested in her until he realizes that she is attractive, right? Not being interested in her until he realizes that she is successful in spite of him and not being interested in her, uh, Other than to prove that she's a fraud, and to do that, impersonating someone else and lying to her to make her fall in love, right? Which, like, I think, inexcusable pretty much the whole way through.
1: Yeah, until she's like, but look at this! (laughs) I built an even bigger identity! I did it better than you! And you're like, oh, okay, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Such a hard turn. Because the entire time, I don't, I got, you know what point really flipped me for a moment, though? And normally I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, you're being too gullible. Like, it's wrong that he's lying or whatever. But girl, at one moment I was just like, could you just say zip the astronaut out loud a few times? (laughs) Could you just say that to yourself? Just say it out loud, see how it feels. Because it doesn't feel good to me. Feels like a trick. Feels like a
0: trick. It does. It does accept that there were real life astronauts named Buzz. Like, that's you know, like I don't
1: know. Oh, it's the yeah, 1960s. But that wouldn't be my... Astronauts have
0: weird names.
1: <laughs> Certainly, but that wouldn't be my go-to. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta go a little more subtle, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Greg the astronaut. Greg
0: the astronaut.
1: Absolutely. I would buy that. Well, maybe not. I feel like. I feel like maybe it's hard when you're an astronaut. If people don't know what you look like, if you're just out and you're like, I'm an astronaut, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. I don't (laughs) think so.
0: Yeah, especially because in like 1962 or 1963, there was like 12 of them.
1: Yeah, there's no one. (laughs) You're basically, you're a soccer team. You know what I mean? Like we know.
0: yeah these guys were pretty big celebrities back then too but i i will say um apart from the character being kind of reprehensible for like all the things that he's doing and like the deceptions ewan mcgregor is a treat in this oh my god the way he acts it the way he the way he switches between uh catcher and zip is like and he becomes this like kind of Weenery kind of guy to like impress her. I loved him in this. I thought he was fantastic.
1: He is good. There's actually, honestly, there's a lot of good performances in yes. this. It's just such a bonkers movie that sometimes you get, again, you're just going, what? What?
0: <laughs> but- but again, it was the kind of what that I love, and like this this line that I wrote down. and I think this this perfectly encapsulates what the movie is, if you haven't seen it, uh, which is this is like nearing the end when like it's all you think gonna come to head, and Hugh McGregor's character Catcher says. I'm taking her to my place, which she still thinks is your place by saying the guy she thinks I am, who acts like you has a meeting there with you and the guy who she still doesn't know. I really am like, that is a line of dialogue that is spoken with zero irony. Uh, (laughs) Actually, no, a hundred percent (laughs) irony. And it is beautiful. I like something about that style of writing and delivery. Just like, I don't laugh at it, but I go, oh good for you. (laughs) Oh good, what a treat
1: yeah that's the most adorable <laughs> like i don't know why i picture you saying that with like a cup of tea like you're yes. sitting on your couch like you're just, i'm just so proud of you i'm proud of you kid <laughs> like yeah it's kind
0: of yeah a cup of tea is the perfect thing just to kind of nod and like i see what you did there and like <laughs> right at the end when uh barbara creates her own magazine so like the men's magazine is no like k-n-o-w and like, there's all kinds of things where they confuse it with like, no, and no, and like, no, the magazine, no, like all kinds of stuff like that. And then at the end, she creates her magazine and it's now, and then they're going about like at na- at no, it was now, like, and it's just like, no, now, 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 no, no, now, 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 you know. And I was just like, this is, th- there's like, whatever shape that type of comedy is, there is that in my heart. Like, it just fits like a key. And I'm like, ah. That's really nice.
1: Yeah, man. I okay. So, question: Who yeah. do you think is worse? Like, who's the worst? Who is like the ultimate villain in this this villainous couple? <laughs>
0: that's a, <sighs> that's so hard. Uh, <laughs> so, I think, I think I'm still going to go with um catch as being the most villainous um simply because uh barbara uh, renee zellweger's character is her plot is sort of in like i need to change you into the person that would love me does that make sense
1: yeah. like i need to
0: improve you as a per i need to trick you into improving as a person was kind of what she ended up doing right
1: I suppose so, but I am going to make the argument that she's worse because she involved so many more people. <laughs> mm. She starts a company and walks so She's like, I started this company because I knew you'd be the first applicant. It's like there's people that already work here. You're walking out the door. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> she literally, she writes a book of advice, okay, that she has no... I have qualifications to give, okay? It becomes a bestseller. Everybody starts molding their lives after this woman. This well, guy, other than I, lying to this one woman, which is wrong, I, I I argue that both of these people are a villain. What makes him less villainous is I think he's actively trying to take this psychopath out of rotation.
0: That's, that's actually a very strong point. I hadn't thought about that, which is like one, she has... Uh, She has put herself up as a public figure, uh, which to me immediately kind of makes you available to criticism. Yes. So like, here are the the philosophies I have put forward in this book. And to sort of, as a journalist, expose a public figure as maybe a hypocrite, I can see as also being a very um, lofty goal, I guess. I'm not sure if it's lofty, but like legitimate goal, right? To be like, look at this person. They don't believe what they're selling. Uh, the point at which I get off board is like and I wouldn't even be opposed to pretending to be a different person if it was like a Tupperware salesperson right they're like look at Tupperware it's so great and you're like hi I'm John C (coughs) Uh, Rotten Food or something like and then they secretly (laughs) see Zip Martin sounds good all of a sudden doesn't it
1: It's hard. It's hard to come up with a good name on the fly. <laughs> hey,
0: I'll I'll do so. Okay, let me try that again. I'll do it the same way he did by looking around, uh, uh, um, usual suspect style. Uh, so I'm gonna look around and come up with a name. Hi, everybody. I am Rebecca Reads. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm looking at. Right
1: now. And I'm Mrs. Coffee in a Mug. And <laughs> together. <laughs> We are the villain was right podcast. Um, yeah, no. Admittedly, it is hard, but okay. You know what's you know what's nuts to me? If you know you're going in there to lie, you know you're gonna lie. How have you not come up with some circumstance? This is why I think um, Bridget Jones here is a little more sinister. <laughs> Okay, because this guy is kind of, like, lying on the fly. He's working on his feet a little bit. This yeah. woman has... Because
0: he, he runs into the dry cleaner and, yeah. like, this is my chance to kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he's kind of just going by the seat of his pants here. I'm not saying anything this man's doing is right. I'm just saying what she's doing, in my opinion, is is worse in a sense. Because, like, she has calculated down to like months and weeks and like so much preparation. She writes a book. She starts a company. Like, (laughs) like there's so much involved here. Whereas this guy's like, I'm going to take down this woman for like publicly humiliating me. Which again, not correct.
0: She does call him out explicitly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the worst man.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And is he a good man? No, I wouldn't argue. This is a man that you want penetrating you. Certainly not. Okay. (laughs) Definitely. Sorry. (laughs) That's so. (laughs) You're sorry. Yeah. That's so
0: crude and yet clinical at the same time. (laughs) It's this weird Venn diagram of uncomfortableness.
1: Uh I don't know why I just really wanted to wa- watch that one wash over your face. Anyway, <laughs> and I really did. Um yeah, no, this isn't like a great guy or anything, but this woman goes to such a high level. It's like it's in it's champion level mani- mass manipulation. Like it she is. writes a book about things she doesn't believe. <laughs> At least make it a fiction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at least write it like it's like, oh, you know, it's like a, it's just a fun fantasy, but it's got a message or whatever. But like to specifically mass, just like make women believe and do this thing.
0: Well, OK. And uh, yes. And here's if I can just go back for a second. So what I was saying is like um, with holding public figures to account and mm-hmm. selling things that they don't necessarily believe. I am for that. Where it becomes weird is that he's trying to seduce her to prove that. Or at the very least, get her to admit that, to to fall in love with him, to admit that she indeed does love and does want to be the type of woman to do this. The other thing where I kind of think he's a little wrong is exactly what she is selling is probably pretty good feminist uh uh theory for like especially the early 1960s where it's like we should be treated equals in the workplace we should uh be able to have relationships on our own terms like all of those things are actually quite good and at the end she also becomes the person who does believe that so like I know, guess my but that point was is like him twist, trying to take it, wasn't t- it? What's that?
1: Like she's like, "Oh, I believe this." And then he comes back around and she's like, "See, another trick. I knew it." <laughs> like <laughs> I started this company so you would come in instead of using the phone or talking to the man that's been trying to contact you for months. Yes. Like another the- long play. Too long. Too long, <laughs> <There's> team. A- <laughs> this is this is too long of a play. I'm going to argue. Um,
0: <laughs> I- okay, and I'm going to agree with you that the evilness increases with the length of the play.
1: Right? Yes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying this guy's good. Both of these people are bad. But I am glad that both of these people end up together because I'm like, please do not let this infect anyone else. Like, contain this f- into one zone.
0: Yes. And here, okay, so the movie is also very much about change. But when they get together at the end, let me ask you this. Do you think either one of them has changed? Like, or No, is- like,
1: I think there's, like, a lot of mirrors in their house. Yeah. Like, I think they really like themselves and... How
0: clever they are.
1: Like, these people, this couple afterwards, oh, my God. Like, this is the couple that you invite to your dinner party once and never again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they broke every lamp in the house. I don't know why. Like, I just, they just started smashing them. I don't know. They were calling each other different aliases. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's always going to be drama with whatever they do. Uh, that they are going to manufacture themselves. It's always going to be a plan or a scheme or some, something. Basically these are two, these are two absolute psychopaths who are like, just occupy themselves by manipulating other people and controlling other people.
1: Because at least, okay, here's another argument I want to make for this uh, catchment, which is insane that I'm arguing for a 1960s man, but here we are. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't agree with the methods, but he at least tells his best friend what's going on. She keeps her best friend in the dark about everything.
0: Uh, she yeah, doesn't Sarah, know her
1: Sarah real Paulson. name.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, this is for every like it's not even like like he does this to her. Okay. He's like, I'm gonna get you, which again, not great, not correct, but contained it to her. This woman's like, I'm gonna trick New York. I'm gonna trick the world. The I'm not even gonna let industry. my best friend know. She's gonna find out that this is all like some sort of play or whatever. Gonna come running in trying to save me. I'm not even gonna correct her. She missed my villain speech because she gives a villain speech. She monologues. Yes. Once you start monologuing, you're not right. You gotta know you're not right, okay? <laughs> the second it starts coming out of your lips, okay? Once you get onto, let's say, sentence 10 you're wrong you're just wrong shut it that's down true.
0: uh the listeners you may not know this but we actually have a timer uh on the podcast <laughs> to make sure one of us doesn't monologue for too long and actually become a villain that's uh that's yeah, a little i hit it about six
1: times an episode yeah. and i can't help it.
0: <laughs> and here's the other ways you've wronged me podcast community uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that is an excellent point um there are some very funny lines in there where she goes, Oh, you're the best friend that a girl who wrote a book in like, what is it? Uh, Vermont and came to New York city to get it published, could possibly ask for Like it's so absolutely specific, like yes. her relationship with that girl, uh, uh, played by Sarah Paulson. Um, but and she's uh, a
1: nice woman.
0: Vicky's great. I love it. I also love, uh, his best friend, uh, David Hyde Pierce, is phenomenal in this. I laughed so hard at everything he did.
1: He is great, but sometimes I'm like, does it? it it's almost just like watching Niles cry. You know what I mean? Like it it's, is. It's he's yeah. very
0: good at one particular type of character, <laughs> uh, and but this is the movie for it. He's like the that is true. That is he's true. He's the kind of uptight best friend who can't get the girl, um, publishing author. Uh, you know, it just. Uh, you know, easy to push over kind of gets hooks up with Vicky. And that's like, that's actually kind of a nice relationship uh, where she doesn't think that anyone's actually uh, likes her and like, she's willing to settle for him. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a fun (laughs) one.
1: So romantic. She was willing to settle for him. Well, but then they realize that that they actually have things in
0: common and like, it's uh, yeah, it's just like, it's kind of nice, but man the reveal monologue going back to that for a second that cracked me up so much because she's like i realized that you would never date me as your or like not not seriously as your secretary so i decided one i needed to formulate a plan one i'm gonna quit my quit my job as your secretary Two, write an international best-selling (laughs) (laughs) And I just, and the plan gets so much more convoluted. And oh, yeah. Like she goes that,
1: on for a couple for a of minutes. Like, <laughs> but
0: I laughed so hard because I have experience with that. So every once in a while, I get tricked into reading these internet articles that are like, here's how to get more followers on Twitter or how to like promote your brand on social media. And I like occasionally get tricked into reading those because I'm like, maybe there's something I can learn, right? About, you know, just being a comedian on the internet and step one is always something like choose a social media platform that's going to be your your go-to right so whether that's twitter whether that's uh, instagram or whatever just pick one and that's the one you're going to specialize it step two create content that people like and you're like that's <laughs> the entire <laughs> that's thank that's you. art
1: man you just described <laughs> the entire hard thing about art <laughs> it's yeah. just like it's like when you get notes on your writing they're like could you, could you make it funnier? And you're like, I'm trying like, that's I'm trying over here, man. <laughs> that's the,
0: it's like, you should do more of the funny stuff. Unless the stuff people didn't find funny. Oh, you think?
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that's the key to art is doing things. People like <laughs> now that you've broken it down for me, there's no skill involved in this at all. Anyway, I just, that just set me off immediately thinking about that. Uh,
1: yeah. You know what I hate when there's, when anybody starts dictating, uh, rules, like rules for dating and stuff like that, or like st- not rules necessarily. Cause I think we need some rules, but like, more like you mean, steps like in the context
0: of the movie.
1: Yeah. Like in in this yeah. sense of like, okay, so like step one, you're gonna, I, I don't know, like, I, I can't even remember the steps that she dictates. All I remember is one of them is very much chocolate.
0: Yes. Edit. That
1: that is the major step that she talks about. Hinting but like these ideas that of that like
0: masturbation and they keep like Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it's oh a, my god. It's a, it's a sexy it's a sex comedy, but where people never have sex.
1: Yes. Yeah. But you're watching very very sexy images, I guess. And of horny,
0: them. and you had a, yeah. And, yeah. And this movie takes it to 11 because it knows what it is. But sorry, yes, the stuff. But
1: like this idea of like, when people say things like, uh, you gotta wait three three days, or you have oh. to, like there's so many dates you have to wait until you have sex with somebody, or this or that. I just, I hate all of it. Because I'm like, every situation is so vastly different. It's insane to start putting rules on yourself. Yes. Am I wrong? Some no, people now, now. Some people need rules. Don't get me wrong. Like sometimes you're like, okay, like I'm. I go overboard too quick, so I maybe gonna tuck a bit of this in my pocket. <laughs> I've done that a few times, right? Uh,
0: sure. Yeah, but that's like, as you said, that's personal. I I 100% agree because like I remember reading this article once where there's like there's this hot new trend in dating, which like first of all, trend in dating, like no, just. Just date people like we don't need trends in it, you know, where they go like and it's called honest, like people just telling each other exactly how they feel. And like there's this whole write up about it. I was like, that's just being a that's how you date people. Like what have <laughs> yeah. you been
1: doing? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to being an adult. Uh, please just say how you feel. Works out a lot better.
0: Like you get yeah. what you
1: want. Maybe. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure if I've ever told this, but literally how Kat and I got together is like we were out for drinks as friends at the time. And like other people had left and like she was just like are you flirting with me and i was like i think i am
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute man i and then love I was, that that's it that's, that's it that's adorable oh and my god and then she's gosh. like
0: yeah you always just really told me how you felt i was like yeah why would i not like what like if you like somebody why would you hide that
1: Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I think that's a lesson everybody has to learn, right? I think that's easier to say at 31 than 21. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. yeah, of course. 21,
1: you're still you're a mess. <laughs> or at least well, I was.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I even think to, like, when I was, like, 13, 14, 15, and, like, this is obviously before the internet. And, uh, like, you just had to call a girl and ask her if she wanted to go out. And that was the most terrifying thing in the world. Like, I remember, like, pulse racing like you know lump in my throat like you dial six of the seven numbers and then have to hang up again to like get the courage to call somebody and now i'm just like don't get me wrong i dread making phone calls but for <laughs> totally different reasons now but i just like i look back at that and i'm just like man just call her it's like yeah but what if someone makes fun of you yeah what are, it makes fun of you for asking a girl out who says no well fuck you then like yeah. <laughs> Oh, At least buddy. I had the balls to ask. You like, want to hear
1: a sad one? You want to hear a sad yeah. one right now? Why not? Um, <laughs> this is so like, every time I watch Parks and Rec and I listen to Amy Poehler describing her terrible love life prior to meeting like Ben, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of close to me. Um, <laughs> oh. Because my first boyfriend ever got his friend, his one of his girlfriends to call me and break up with me. <laughs> Woo! That's a fro- that's a frosty shake, Craig. That's a frosty one. That is cold going is down. Cold. I gotta tell that you. That is cold. First one, first kiss. First. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we can laugh now, <laughs> but at the time. Whoa. Oh man. Yeah. Well, so now you understand the woman that you're listening to now. Here yes. here I am, everyone. <laughs>
0: it is is my origin story um yeah so i agree rules in dating are are dumb but i don't necessarily disagree with the philosophy that she's putting forward where it's just like listen women can basically be in charge of of their dating lives and it doesn't and and the put the terms of their relationship in there
1: well, I'm going to argue with you on that one, Craig, for sure. Okay. No, right. I'm kidding. Absolutely not. <laughs> of course I'm not going to argue with you. Yes. Oh, I Stop thought th- th-
0: I thought you were going <laughs> to argue, like, more subtleties of it. Like, no, 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 no. This no. isn't no. the way that you Women's that. rights?
1: Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, like, absolutely. I just think, I think my problem is, is... Using feminism as a tool for your own personal gain is wrong. (laughs) That's going to be my argument here. Yeah. Yeah. Put the message out. Absolutely. But sometimes you have these people that sneak in and they're like, this is really just for me. Like I'm trying to whatever, sell these water bottles or Or
0: chocolate in this case. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my God.
1: I will say, like, that's a stereotype that has globbed onto me. The entire time I was watching this, I was like, I am going to eat the biggest fucking chocolate bar after this. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, I couldn't help it. It's everywhere in this movie.
0: It is. And, again, it's, like, one of those... I'm not sure if you would describe this as, like, a chaste comedy. Like, because, again, nobody has sex. But, like, it's dripping with innuendo. Like, over the top, The sh- the, the shots where they're exercising and it's, like, very clear that, like the split screen and they're having sex. Like they even change the direction of the split screen to make it look like they're having sex more. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's that. But like the chocolate is a really good stand in for the sex as the other point, right? Like right at the end where they like, he says something and you can tell she's like very attracted to him and he- she just like rips open a thing of chocolate and takes a big bite out of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay.
1: Is that not how everybody eats their chocolate right? <laughs> with a uh, ravenous desire? <laughs> like, no, just me. Is that just me? Just gobbling those down. All right. Yeah. Fine.
0: <laughs> I got a bit of a sweet tooth. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's great. Big, no, uh, big, go for it.
1: Yeah. You know what I did like about this? There's a lot of cool sets on this, in this film. Like, A lot of the like
0: and fashion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like a lot of the apartments and the clothing and everything like that is sick. I love it. His apartment, like a catch's apartment. I'm like my, (laughs) I love watching things that are like, this is the future in the (laughs) sixties. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Retro retro sci-fi is kind of what they call it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Oh my God. His apartment is Craig Faye versus technology is my nightmare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, couldn't, you, you wouldn't be able to operate.
0: Why? Like, I could not hold up to my bed misoperating. You know, like a malfunction in my bed? Forget about it. Like, he's, he's got a bed that, like, slides out from the couch and, like, comes down and, like, you know, it's on, like, switches. Why would you ever need a bar that do- isn't always a bar?
1: Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I I think it's like a James Bond thing. Like, I think it's just like a, it's like, I do this because, because I like toys. Absolutely. Yes. And I get like, I get
0: the, the appeal of it. I'm just thinking like for a practical reason. I, and again, I'm the kind of guy who keeps a bottle of whiskey on top of the fridge. Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't need, like, a wall that moves away and reveals the bar. Like, I don't need an extra step between me and the bar. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand why you would ever need a bar not to be a bar, or why you would ever need the bed not to be the bed. <laughs> like, it's just one more thing to go wrong. Like, Rebecca, if I had to go to bed and I flipped a switch, yeah. and my fucking comforter or something got jammed in some sort of bullshit gear as the bed's coming out, and tears all my uh, my bedding apart, and I can't use the bed until I fix it, <laughs> I would burn the place. <laughs>
1: I, I'm picturing you with like yelling at a Transformer toy. Like, how dare you be in disguise? You do one thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Why do we need
0: Transformers? <laughs> let's just have robots and let's have cars. Uh-huh. Specific tools for specific jobs. Uh-huh. But yeah, so his apartment.
1: Is <laughs> was, your literal nightmare. I'm
0: sure when it was brand new, it'd be great. But like as soon as anything started breaking down. But absolutely. And I will I will say this. I don't notice this very often in movies. But the fashion looked amazing.
1: Oh yeah. I want every outfit. These people, this looked like an expensive movie.
0: It did. It, it really did.
1: Everything was super glossy, especially like, um, I'm just going to keep calling her Bridget Jones. I don't care. (laughs) Especially Bridget's apartment, man. Those ceilings are insane. You know what's sad? I I can tell that I'm getting older because ceiling height is starting to really matter to me. (laughs) Did you see the ceilings? Like, (laughs) oh no yeah that and i don't understand tiktok so i've just accepted (laughs) i've just (laughs) accepted that i'm old now and that's fine i'm okay with it i don't get it (laughs) it's okay
0: (laughs) yeah um but but i guess the point the the kind of final point i wanted to make about like the sets and the wardrobe and stuff like that is it's all it all looks so good and you're like man the style of the 60s was so cool but that's also 2001's version of what the 1960s are, right? So you can look back and go, this is the stuff that actually worked <laughs> from oh, the fashion yeah. and design of the 60s and we're going to use that to appeal to modern aesthetics, but we're not going to include all like the actual gaudy shit that like, people actually had in their houses and, and wore out every day.
1: Certainly. Although anytime I watch like something old like, or at least like, you know, new school, old school, or whatever, I'm always like this, the standards are insane. Watching a woman get out of a bathtub and put heels on should be illegal. It should be illegal. That is, (laughs) it's madness. I can't, oh, your feet are wet. They're wet. You just got out. (laughs) You po- I can't, The floor I barely, is probably like, wet, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the whole thing, I'm like, that's a cracked skull. That is a combination for a cracked skull, like, I, if I've ever seen one before. I, I, am, I am not saying to wear heels a lot, okay? Very rarely. I haven't since the pandemic hit, that's for sure. Oh, my God, burn them off. <laughs> like, that's, just shut it down. I don't need these, right? But, like, it takes me a bit to even get used to them again. You know what I mean? I feel sure. like a... You know, like, like, you're learning to walk all over again, and this woman's going wet toesies, just just wiggling them into that, walking down on tile, wet tile, <laughs> makeup 24 hours a day. I, yeah. oh, these women, honestly, I think we could very much argue that the villain in this movie is Men's Expectations. And yeah, I'm not gonna argue for that though. (laughs) That's not, (laughs) I'm not here for that point of view. But my lord, it's really fun to watch. But every time I watch these women, I'm like, I know this is like a bit exaggerated, yes, but not completely either. Well,
0: yeah, no, like, there definitely was the thing of like, you gotta get up and you gotta like look good and be like vacuum all day and look good for your husband when he comes home like you know be wearing a fresh dress and have a drink ready for him like there was that that was printed in magazines that was like an expectation of like that's how you'd be a good wife so like yeah it's it's unbelievable and have you seen um this is a bit off topic have you seen a marvelous Ms. Maisel
1: Oh, no, I fundamentally refuse to watch anything that's like stand up.
0: Yeah, 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 Uh, that's fair. But there is a great scene where like before she starts, you know, she's got her husband, she's got this beautiful New York apartment and like she gets up and goes and they show her doing her whole washing her face, doing the powder, doing makeup, curling her hair like this whole thing and then going to get back into bed so that when the alarm goes off, like her husband wakes up and like sees that she's already beautiful. Like that was kind of like done as like a comedy piece, but it was like same sort of expectations.
1: Oh man, alive. I wouldn't make it. I just wouldn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it would be if I'd be under arrest or what would happen, but I don't know.
0: (laughs) Just, just Rebecca being like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to become a longshoreman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I can curse and I don't want to wear high heels on wet tile. The docks for me.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got my three s- thick sweaters packed and I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I got my hat. It's all I need.
0: I'm sorry. There's something very, very funny about picturing you in like a big turtleneck sweater. <laughs> Like big woolen hat with a pipe and just being like storms brewing.
1: (laughs) uh, Honestly, all I have to buy is the pipe. I have everything else (laughs) ready to go.
0: Uh, Don't bring any fish on the boat. Uh, Oh, bananas. (laughs) bananas, bananas. (laughs) You'll
1: you'll die. You'll never catch anything.
0: Uh, Yeah. I don't know. For me, like, um, It's weird to call either of these people villains. I think you saying like they deserve each other and like turn those weird energies in on each other is kind of what they deserve.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Like just let these people implode. You know what yes. I mean? Just put these two black holes together. let yeah, them have, two black like,
0: just, holes just, swirling just, each other, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You're just, <laughs> you're sucking everybody's energy. Nobody's down for it anymore.
0: Every single person in that relationship, and by which I mean two, uh, both <laughs> of them, I think is the correct term for that, is cheating uh, by the end of this. Yeah. So, uh, in no time at all, I would say. He's certainly gonna cheat on her, and I think she will cheat on him as well. Like, because they can't conceive of once they have what they have or have what they want, that they can't want something. They can't get with something else that they want, you know?
1: Yeah. Like it's just, it feels like this chase of excitement. Yeah. Like it's all about like, it's, it's, it's like you're watching two hunters not knowing they're hunting. Like neither one knows the other one's hunting. Yes. And then you just, what, what happens when two hunters get together? They 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 don't they need to go outward right like it has to go out because it's like we can't we've already caught each other
0: right and like even though that was like the challenge of my life and like we we're so well matched and all the rest it's this once you get it what else do you have like it's the thrill of the chase for these the the chase and the the drama surrounding it and the manipulation and the deception and the being different people yeah. It's it's all that, and that all goes away as soon as they get together.
1: Yeah, I will say we, the the twist helped me afterwards. I think I would like to watch this movie again because a lot of this film, I was going how how can she excuse this man again? How could she not know it? Like obviously, like when when she catches him with another woman, right. right? And he's like, no, 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 like she tricked me, and I'm like. Girl, like, I had a lot of sympathy up until this point, but like, <laughs> we're stretching it. We're really, we're stretching my sympathy right now. I can't, you have to notice this. And then she kind of passes right over it. And I'm like, what? No, no, wake up, wake up. And then she starts doing her monologue. And I'm like, honestly, like, I must've looked like a trout in that moment. I think my mouth was full open. Like, just, <laughs> Which is, what? no, no way. I will say this is one movie where the twist caught, like I, I was not expecting it. Of course. How I was absolutely you? not expecting that, like just dissection of the entire plot and going, and then I did this, and then I did this, and then I did this.
0: <gasps> and right after that scene, there's a great line where it's like uh, the best friend is like, I started to think we were in one of those zany madcap sex comedies. Like, <laughs> like it's very, <laughs> yeah self-referential it knows what it is yeah uh, you know
1: what i think you know what term i think we should bring back though that i like yeah i think we need to reclaim spinster because i like that i want to be called Mm. one of those you know that sounds like a fun name if you went to like this is my party of spinsters doesn't that sound like a fun evening
0: actually it does yeah just a
1: room full of spinsters oh man there's wine oh there's so much wine like we're never really good time (laughs) Like, that sounds amazing. That should
0: be a name of a bar, Spinsters. Spinsters, Spinsters Wine Bar? Come on, that's great. Like,
1: there should just be housing <laughs> collectives of women that are just like, listen, we're each other's friends. This is how we do this. We're the Spinsters. I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> go, go for it. I'm not sure I'd want to go or be welcome, but yeah, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. Let's bring it back, Spinsters. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Oh, my uh, God. Did you have anything else, Craig? I think no, I, have... I think
0: that's it. I think maybe uh, time for ranking of our villains.
1: Yes, I have the, um, uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to rate Catch because I think, yeah. I'm just rating him because I think he is who you think the villain is for most of the movie. Yep. Um, so, and I'm I'm going to give him the, uh, the unrealistic uh, female standard scale. So from 24 hour makeup to heels out of the bathtub, I'm going to give catch an exaggerated entrance. Right? Because like down the
0: stairs, yeah.
1: Yeah, down the stairs because this man is clearly over the top, clearly too much for for most people, but is exactly correct for this woman. She loves it. Love Make it. it happen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Great. Uh so I did I also did catch her block. Uh, who, uh, you know, uh, was disguised as astronaut Zip Martin. Uh, So in honor of that, I am doing the fake astronaut names scale.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I see, I'm telling you, it's a ridiculous name. It's a ridiculous
0: name. Yeah, it's good. So uh, from Liz Lemon's ideal man, astronaut Mike Dexter uh, from 30 Rock uh, to 1930s sci-fi hero Flash Gordon, uh, I'm going to give uh, Catcher Block a Buzz Lightyear Because while his growth as a character is a good thing, it only happens because of the insane jealousy of some weirdo he barely knows. There we go.
1: That's good. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And as always, guys, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there's a couple of ways you can help the podcast out. If you want to follow us, we are at VWR podcast on Twitter. You can always email us suggestions if you guys are like, I want to listen to the hear about this one specific thing, please email us at villainwasright at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook. Villain was right. Uh, I think those are our things <laughs> Twitter,
0: yeah, at VWR podcasts on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, guys, if you, if you enjoyed the podcast, well, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, if you want to help support us, uh, financially and maybe get a little uh, bit out of it as well for yourself, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash the villain was right. And, uh, you can go on there and at our top tier, uh, you get two bonus episodes a month. Um, and at our, uh, two-faced tier, uh, you get to vote on episodes like this. So this is our audience choice. So every month we put up listener suggestions that we got from you. Our patrons decide, uh, which one we're doing. And, uh, it's not always how we think it's going to break down. Sometimes it's down with love. Uh, that, <laughs> you know, that, well, you guys,
1: were right. You guys were right. I was wrong.
0: You were right, absolutely. So if you're interested in that, that's patreon.com slash the film right. And also, guys, uh, you may have noticed we got a shiny new pointy logo. Uh, we also have some really cool merch at uh, our T Public store, vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. And uh, we're going to try and feature some new designs every week from independent artists. So you can check that out. That has to do with the movie. So maybe we found something for Down With Love. I don't know. Maybe it's just a Cupid's arrow. Who knows? Uh, but check it out. And thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got, Rebecca?
1: Oh, I've just got a, just a just a reminder more this week. Um, I think we've talked about this a few times on the podcast but I am just here. My hero of the week is just soft things. Okay. Like, and I, and what I mean by that is I just mean like soft television, soft music, just that baby soft stuff that I think we should all be embracing right now. Okay. I don't think that's a bad thing to watch something that's not of like the highest tier of whatever. Like, sometimes you just want. The warm embrace of like a family flick, a uh, an after school special style show. I'm currently, honestly, if you guys are looking for that, I like. I know this show's been out here forever, but I just started watching The Goldbergs, and I'm like, oh, thank God! Like, just <laughs> wrap me in this warm comedy blanket. That Bob's Burgers, like anything like that. I'm just leaning right into it. I'm finding it so helpful. Those things are my heroes. Do you got any recommendations, Craig?
0: Yeah. And I think maybe I mentioned this on the podcast previously, but uh, the Comedy Central series Joe Para Talks to You uh, is fantastic for that. It is about as soft as you can get, but it's like so wonderfully reassuring. And like once you get it, it's just it's so comforting and nice and very, very funny. Uh, yeah. I highly yeah, recommend man. Joe Paretos,
1: I'm all yeah. about it. Like, I'm even like watching movies where I'm like, this isn't a great movie, but I but know it, it and I like it. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tuck into it. Why not? And I think we should all be allowing ourselves those things. Lean into it. If you're feeling anxious a lot, yeah, just get that soft TV going. I love it. Uh, and what do you got for us, Craig? This
0: yeah, week? so I've got uh, i got a bit of a villain here. So I have got a story, and then I'll tell you sort of about the villain of it.
1: Oh, so I like
0: that. Uh, so the the other night, um, I was actually surprised. Surprise! Home alone, cat uh, for the long weekend decided to go to her parents' condo, which is vacant. So like just a little vacation apart, right? Uh, it's great. So I was at home alone with our cat Mo. And the water had been off in the apartment all day. They're replacing the water main on our street. So like 9 a.m., they shut it off. And it's now like 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. And the water is still not back on. So it's like, I filled the bathtub or whatever. But it's just like, it's, it's still been a day, right? Like where you're just like, I can't really wash my hands like I want to. And I can't, you know, like you're dumping buckets into the back of a toilet to like flush it and all the rest. So like around 1030 rolls around and then all of a sudden the fire alarm starts going off, right? In a building with the water off. And I'm just like, ah, fuck. Like this this is probably a false alarm, right? Probably a false alarm. And I'm like, but what if it's not? And the alarm keeps going and keeps going. I'm like, fuck, I need to leave the apartment. So I'm like, do I take the cat with me? And I'm like, yeah, it's probably a false alarm and you probably don't need to, but if it isn't, then you're gonna feel bad. So then I'm, like, running to the uh, the cupboard and I'm opening it up and I'm pulling out this cat carrier, right? Not paying any attention. So stuff's, like, falling on the ground. The cat is freaking out because, like, not only is the alarm going off, but he hates his carrier. So as soon as he sees it, he's trying to run away from me. I'm, like, grabbing him and, like, shoving him into this cat carrier and trying to, like, zip it up around him. And he just keeps, like, poking through whatever small hole I leave, like, and just flying across the room. So I'm chasing around. I'm shoving him in this car carrier or this cat carrier i take them i sling them over my shoulder i walk down 10 flights of stairs i'm sitting out front of our building the fire trucks come they give it the all clear and then i have to take the cat and of course the elevators are still on service and everybody's waiting to get back up it's the middle of a pandemic so i have to take the cat and walk up 10 flights of stairs to my apartment with the cat and it was an entirely shitty situation now here's the villain (laughs) of this whole situation so for our regular listeners that story might sound familiar i have on more than one occasion in this podcast talked about how the fire alarm in my building annoys me i have had a villain of the week talking about Uh, trying to walk up 10 flights of stairs wearing a pandemic mask. I have told stories on this podcast about running out of my apartment with a panicked animal during a fire. I have told all those stories on this podcast, and that is the true villain of this story which is that my life has somehow become a late season sitcom where the writers (laughs) have just run out of ideas (laughs) and they're just going through (laughs) Craig's greatest hits, right? (laughs) What's going to... What worked in season two... (laughs) <laughs> and I know we've done it before, but the setup's different this time. Uh, so that's my villain of the week, is that every day is the same and I'm not having any new experiences. <laughs> the
1: writers of your life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's probably some sort of psycho- psychological issue with me projecting that there are writers who are in control of my life and not myself. But anyway, that's uh, that's for me and my therapist. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's just, I, I kind of found that funny too, just like, how certain things tend to repeat themselves. That's my villain of the week.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Craig versus technology. He has no control over.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and stairs and animals and all the rest. No. Uh, but guys, yeah, that does it uh, for us this week on the podcast. Rebecca, where can people get in touch with you?
1: You can always find me at Rebecca reads
0: on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. And you can get me at Craig Fay comedy on Facebook or Twitter and uh, that's it for us this week on the podcast. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be tuning in. We'll be doing uh, Field of Dreams. We'll be defending Field of Dreams. Should be a good one, so check in for that. And until then, uh, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you it was part of the plan all along. The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Riveny for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit fromsuperheroes.com.